Hey, we at, baby? Spud here. I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making? Thanks for joining me this evening. Here on another episode of Newsmakers and Ball Breakers. However, tonight, Weldon is not here because... Um, uh, frankly, an old friend of both of ours, Lance Montalto, a comic who's from New Orleans, uh, way back in the 70s, he was one of the house comics at the uh, at Clyde's Comedy Corner, which is where I started. Him and Ellen DeGeneres. So uh, anyway, he's listening to uh, the Spudcast podcast, and he said, I want to talk out my ass, and I said, you got it, babe. So tonight, I'm going to reminisce with Lance Montalto. But first, this. Just when you thought 2020 had served up the worst it had to offer, here comes hurricane season. And the flooding rains of summer, right? Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home in a good year? Well, I can't help you with pandemics or Saharan sand, but I can tell you how to fix your flooding problem. Call the team at Home Team Elevation. Their precision home-raising equipment will lift you above the floods. It's height done right. Guaranteed. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, Local owners, in the worry, stop insurance rate hikes. You want design choices? On the home team, you're the MVP. So don't wait, elevate with home team elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222, 3011222, or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay. All right. So, uh, newsmakers and ball breakers here with our special newsmaker guest, Lance Montalto, New Orleans born and bred comedian, now working out of Vegas. What stays in Vegas, uh, we hear about everywhere else. Something like that. What's that thing? What, yeah, what is bread, it? Butter, bread battered and fried. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, man? How you been? Okay. All right. Okay. I'm doing all right. COVID free. Yeah. Every day COVID free is good. You were in the hospital. Didn't I read that on your Facebook? What were you doing in the hospital? Yeah, I had my I had my gallbladder removed about this Thursday will be two weeks. But when they went in, they go in through the navel, you know. Your booty. And uh they go in through the navel and then they cut to the side there and pull it out. But uh, they found a a a hernia in the umbilical cord, so they took care of that too. So it was a double whammy. That sounds like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when Maureen, okay. So, uh, all right. Maureen, we had our first. And like, like yeah. a month, two months later, she's pregnant again. And people are going like, damn, Spud. And I went, what can I say, man? You know, I got Mark Spitz down there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, anyway, she, <clears throat> uh, she had already been okay to have her gallbladder removed. And, uh, so she showed me the thing. Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, well, happy day. And our kids are going to be like less than a year apart. But um, all of a sudden, I mean, we were driving around doing something with her sister. and She had a pain. I could look and see on her face something wasn't right. I said, well, I'm going to run you home. So I brought I brought uh, the sister home and I brought back and came back to the house. And Maureen's going, oh, I'm in a lot of pain and this and that. I said, well, let's go to the doctor. No, I said, I am not going to sit here and listen to you complain all weekend about being in pain. We're going to the, we're going back to 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 Lakeside. I mean, you know, where the baby yeah. was born. So we go in there and I mean in about 5 minutes they all start saying stat and they're rushing her here and they're rushing her there. Come to find out it was ectopic 
and the tube had burst. So she's got internal uh, bleeding all over the place. And wow. they, are, they are literally putting the gas mask on her to knock her out to do the surgery. And she pushes her hand away. And she goes, look, while you're in there, I've already been okay to get my gallbladder taken out. <laughs> Why don't y'all go in? Why don't you see if you can get my gallbladder out? Lo and behold, man, they went and found this guy. Uh, he's a Pakistani doctor, Dr. Suleiman, you know, and he came in while she was under and took out the gallbladder. And when, when she, you know, I went to, to see her in recovery and, and Dr. Suleiman, yeah, I was able to take her gallbladder out. And I told that story on the radio on WWL years ago. And I mean, I was bombarded with calls from repatriated uh, Pakistanis. So I said, we love Dr. Suleiman. We love, and going, and, <laughs> And well, you should, because he's a damn good surgeon and he's an even nicer guy. So double whammy. Uh, so so we beat you to the double whammy punch there, Lance. No, I can top that. Uh -oh. I can top that. You're not going to believe this. Go ahead. I go to the doctors because I'm having a problem with my gallbladder. They say it's a gallbladder. So I go to the hospital because I'm having a lot of pain. They take all these tests and everything. And then they said, we're not going to do it on the weekend because it'd be too expensive and we got so many patients coming in and out. Call this doctor next week. So I called them the next week. They called the hospital. Come to find out, the hospital has no records of me ever being there. Nothing at all. And I've been there three times before. Come that, you know, no, the, the company who owns this hospital has 280 hospitals around the country, and every one of their files were hacked by the Russians or the Chinese, and they were holding all of their records for ransom. Oh, dude, I would have said, cool, keep my records. That way I ain't got to pay my bill. Yeah. <laughs> I well, never been I there. Told him. That's yeah. What, well, in fact, when I went to the doctor, and he goes, I don't ever recognize that. Well, I can call China if you want. Maybe they'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, and send me some low main while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all everything everything was hacked. And they were holding all their records ransom for millions and millions of dollars. The CIA, the FBI, everyone is on the case right now trying to find out who did it and mm. where it's at and everything. And maybe, and maybe, uh, Inter maybe the election. Interpol. Yeah. Maybe the election, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where's the whistleblower there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was Pelosi and yeah. those assholes. That's what it was. <laughs> I saw this story. By the way, Lance Montalto, who who started you, you and Ellen DeGeneres were like the house comics at Clyde's Comedy, Clyde's Comedy Corner. Corner. And, you know, today, today I was talking to Greg Reggio and all you who don't know him, that, that's the guy who owns wow. you. talking to Greg yeah. Reggio. And I told him that I was going to be doing the interview with you today because I know Lance. I used to go see Lance at Clyde's Comedy Corner. on. I, I know said, him from years and years yeah, ago. I remember I, the name. Yeah. And I said to say, I, I started there. He 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 introduced me the first time I hit the stage. Lance Lance Montalto is the one who introduced me. And then they got that bald headed guy with the beard who was like a barker. And he, then and Clyde caught him sitting in the back writing down everybody's jokes. So he fired him right oh, there. Oh God! I don't remember all those. Yeah, I know how you're talking about those. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so John so, Schnauter was one of the regular. there. Yeah, he was funny too. That was a, a good old friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you used to do this bit, and uh, I saw this. I saw this spot. This uh, story. Apparently, I don't know who. If they're claiming a, uh, somebody hacked it. Speaking of hacking. But uh, the Instagram is now helping the Vatican trace this bikini model like some apparently it looks like somebody hacked into the Pope's phone and hit a like button on this bikini model's photo. 
and they're there and on the on Pope Francis's account. And I remember that spot you used to do. You had a paper doll book with John Paul II. Oh the God, second, yes. Pope on a yes. slope and, and all Elvis. these. Little, yeah, and Elvis, and, and I had Elvis and the Pope. <laughs> I used to howl at that bit, man. That was so. And then, cool. and then at the end, I go. The best thing about it is uh, you can mix them up and put Elvis's hair on the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> You guys out there listening, y'all don't know, Lance, he, he he played his guitar too, but you did a thing, and it was one of these throwaway lines, except you made it go so far. You're sitting there playing a song, What a Day for a Daydream, you know, What a Day for oh, a yeah, Daydream, yeah, yeah. and then you just kind of stop and kind of look off into the sun. And and and, like I, I'm tripping, yeah. and I saw I saw I saw your, your set a whole bunch, and one, I don't remember if it was a Clyde's or where. But I saw you do it, and it was like, it was like that Carlin thing where Carlin came out, and he spent five minutes just doing nothing, just looking at his watch. Well, and you know what made me do faces? something like that? I'll tell you what, what, how, what made me. I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, years ago, I, I watched Richard Pryor. He's the one that made me want to do comedy. George Yo, Carlin, yeah. Richard Pryor. Yeah, me too. Me too. And and I saw Richard Pryor one time in one of his live concerts where he did a deer drinking water. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and he went for five minutes without saying a word. Just and you could have sworn he was actually a deer. Yeah. And I was so impressed with that. I wanted to see on my own material how far I could go. You went a long way, man. Without I mean, saying anything. You you yeah. went it's like you were about to come back down and something like some little angel flashed and you were back up. I bet you a dollar. I bet you a dollar you held it for two minutes, man. I was like, damn, yeah. look at this. Yeah. You know? I still do it occasionally. Not that, but I'll, I'll take other stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know what I do at the stage? I'm at the stage now, comedy-wise, where the laughs aren't what makes me happy while I'm on stage. You know what really makes me happy? Mm. You get to this stage where it's the silence between the laughs. Where you got them. Yeah, they're hanging because on then you, you know yeah. you got them. Yeah, so if you if I'm on stage now, every now and then you'll see me. I'll be on stage and I'm talking. I'll get a big laugh, and then what I'll do is I'll just walk back and forth and stare at the audience and pause, mm-hmm. and I'm just listening for the silence because that's the rush. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that's, not quiet, you don't have them. Yeah, if they well, I mean, I, I know my, the laughs are there. Biggest, you can always get yeah. the laugh. Oh, I can always get a laugh too. But you know, I yeah. When the first the first ashtray that came flying at my head out of the dark made me go. You know, they're not always they're not always buying this. So maybe I should maybe I should change some of my stock heckle lines. You know, but <laughs> I don't want to be like Ron. I never Schock. had anyone throw. I never had anyone ever throw any. I had a guy come up and punch at me one time. Tried to punch me. Oh, my Kenny Moore. Remember him? That Houston oh, crack Alcabong. <laughs> the guy come on his listeners out there. Cracked a guitar over his head. The guy, the guy rushed the stage <laughs> drunk and came at him and kabong. And he's like, he called me up. Yeah. And I need money. I need some bail money. I said, dude, I ain't got paid yet. You know, I'm still, I'm still an opening act on the road, and I ain't got no money. Do you remember the time? Remember when you and I and Perry Martin mm. worked the club in Baton Rouge? Yeah, the Green Room. What, what, the Grin Room. Yeah, that was, and I was, then after, that was the house after we got up and we sang karaoke all night long. I used to do. I I would get off the stage, 
and I'd go sing karaoke. And back then it was called The Singing Machine, and it was on eight-track yeah, tapes. Yeah, because it wasn't karaoke yet. Yeah. yeah. And Lambo, Eric Lambert, who, by the way, he's doing real good. He's up in he's up in Oh, Severville. he's got more money than God. Oh, man. Well, he got into the business end of it. He's booking people all over yeah. the place, you know. But yeah. uh, he's the top banana at the comedy barn up there. And it's like, dude, man, he's going, I would, I would cringe. What do I love to have a, a gig like that? I would, I would never do anything else. But he, uh, he's just up there and it's beautiful. I worked up there for about a year and a half, yeah. not the comedy barn, but I worked Clyde's comedy corner. Used used to be there. He um, moved up there. It was on. I worked. Yeah. I, I was up there for about a year and a half. I was Clyde's great, comedy was, corner. Was Clyde, making... Clyde moved up to. Oh, not there. Clyde's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't Clyde's. No. Uh, it was, uh, uh, Glasgow comedy theater. Do you remember a guy named Phil Glasgow? I, I know the name, but I never worked for him. Phil Glasgow used to be vice president of Mary Kay Cosmetics. He's the one that invented the uh, pyramid scheme. Mm. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> how he got He had it. so much money that he built this huge theater in Pigeon Forge, and I was there for like a year and a half. And the, his silent partners were Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman because mm. <laughs> they were from Dallas. Yeah. But I was making two grand a week. I was they gave me a three bedroom, gorgeous condo all by myself, all fully furnished. I was getting uh ten dollars a head on every video. They while you were in this they had so many machines upstairs, they were taping the show while you were there and they would sell that tape from that night as you yeah, were leaving. They do they do that. And I would the get ten dollars a head from that. Yeah, yeah, you can walk out the comedy ahead from that. Yeah, that's good. That's it was good, a great man. gig. Oh man, it was a great gig. Hell, I, I wouldn't mind making that kind of money right now. All right, don't I was there go for away. about a year and a half, two years. I, I, you know what? I gave up the road to do the Kingfish, and I, I really haven't done stand up. I've done a lot of. And you're damn good at it, brother. You know, yeah, but thirty it. years of the Kingfish, believe me, I don't do it anymore. As people <laughs> going, are you going to do that show again? Kind of missed it. I'm going. God damn it, I did for thirty years. What do you want? Did you, still, did you do? Didn't you do Ignatius Riley? I did. There's a statue of me on Canal Street as Ignatius. I know. So I, I know. did that, and then I did. I did a one-man show about Earl Long called Earl Long in Pur Purgatory. I ran that for almost two years. You know, in, if in they the ever did a movie, I wanted to play the cop. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been good, except you're too tall. You'd have to do. You'd have to shoot angles. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Be Alan Ladd. No, they, you know? they shoot me. I'll, st I'll stand in the trench. Yeah, yeah. You'll be you'll be the opposite <laughs> Alan Ladd. That'll be a good thing. Let me yeah, step away yeah. for a second. Lance Montalto. Uh, Comedian par excellence has helped me do newsmakers, ball breakers, but it seems like all we're doing is reminiscing. But I got other stories to tell when we get, when we get back here on the Spudcast right. podcast talking out my ass. If you find yourself near Metro Road or on breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. If you find yourself in Kenner at breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chalmette, the best bank uptown, make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chef Brad McGee uses fresh from the farm ingredients, makes his own corned beef, conchon delay, and a jam in a day. Custom catering, dine in and carry out or let waiter bring your sandwich straight to you. The Blue Line Sandwich Company, 2023 Metro Road, a block off of Bonneville. Call Chef Brad at 504-309-3773. 
I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez les bon temps rouler. All right. Okay. So we're back with uh, Lance Montalto. We were talking during the commercial break right there. So I, I can't really say what we were saying, even though even though it's a podcast and you can say bullshit, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not like on the radio when you'd call in with me and Weldon and you had to be like polite. Now now we can go, oh, that's a bunch right. of shit. Like here's, <laughs> here's, this, here's this story. This is, where's this from? This is from Fox News. Um. Apparently, they've been doing some more excavating over there at uh, at Pompeii, and they have discovered a the skeletal remains. What they believe a rich man and his male slave attempting to escape death found during excavations at the Civita Guiliana area. You're Italian, how do you pronounce that? Civita Guiliana. Yeah, I have to see it written out. Well. Uh, parts of the skull and the bones of the two men found and such. Well, they showed a picture of it and they look, I mean, they're like a, a big, they're like two piles of, 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 of dust, almost like, almost like dinosaur bones, you know? And, and, uh, wow. apparently it burned all the clothes off. One of them's laid down, <laughs> one of them's laid out with his legs all spread and the other one's laid out on his, they're both flat on their backs. But the other one's got his legs straight, but it's like, dude, this this guy was like, I think John Holmes came. This is some of his genes in this dude. Cause, oh, that had to be the slave. But the big B. <laughs> <laughs> the big B bro slave or something. They built some slave and they're going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh that'd be just because that massive, you know, that you actually, wasn't Pompeii in Greece or was uh, it in, in, in Italy? Um. God, now you're asking me Mount Vesuvius Greek. in Pompeii, so that's Italy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But, but the, uh, you but know, the thing of it if is, it was like, Greece. The master would go, "Oh, I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> I went over there. I you want know, that. How much is that one? Can you can you point <laughs> which way it is? Yes, I can. This, I mean, <laughs> seventy nine A.D. How would you like to be? Like, as you're dying and being covered with ashes, you know, a couple of thousand years from now, they're going to dig me up and they're going to check out my package. They're going to be making fun of me because <laughs> you can see my B-bro on this, on this package right here. It's like, man. That's pretty scary, man, just to have something happen that fast. Well, the thing of it was, this you was know, like, all of a sudden, yeah. this was the after one. Because it had already... That's what it, I'm saying, yeah. No, no. The first eruption had already happened. These guys got caught in the second one. And it's like, what'd you hang around for? You know? I mean, why... Same you reason st- you guys stay there for hurricanes. <laughs> well, yeah, but they ain't got crawfish over there no matter where you go. So there's no point in leaving. <laughs> That's anything. true. That's true. I mean, how often do you get to your ball crawfish in Vegas, Lance? Yeah. You know, you, yeah, and when it floods to 12 feet, you're not going to find, you know, a full pot of gumbo. <laughs> It'll float, though. 40 years later, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a bee bro, no less. <laughs> how, do you do, how, many, how are you doing, man? You, you, you travel, 
because I just saw on Facebook too, you, you're, you're going to be a grandpa. Your son's going to have a kid. And I was reading the thing. Yeah. About, they prayed for 431 days. Yeah. They, yeah. Maybe, maybe my, they should have got son. all ugly in the face. They'd have had a kid quicker. <laughs> I, saw, I saw when you posted that. That was very funny. <laughs> I laughed my ass out. <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah, so. My son's doing really well. He's a, he's a, my son's a youth minister at a, runs a, a youth ministry with hundreds of kids. Wow. In North Carolina. It's how an you, amazing church. Amazing. How do you end up over there? Well, he, that's where he was born. I lived in North Carolina when oh. I left, met his mom. His mom and their whole family's from there. Okay. Well, like, okay, that's good enough, well, you know. Yeah, but we went through a divorce. and We're still we're great friends. My ex-wife and I are really, really I, – I, in fact, I just invited her and her husband to come hang with me as soon as the car is the, – the, the COVID's over. To come hang in Vegas and go check out the fountains? And... Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah. you know, you're bringing them to Sin City with your with your with your son, who's the youth minister, and you're about to have their first baby. Yeah, come oh, on over here. Great. Yeah. Come on over <laughs> here, man. Yeah, look, that deck of cards ain't gonna hurt you. That ain't no big deal. Let me tell you, this church that my brother's uh, that my son's the youth minister of, the guy who owns it is very very wealthy. He builds uh, high end race cars for like Le Mans and that type of stuff, or, or you know, stuff like that. And then uh, what he does is uh, it's something to do with racing, and, mm-hmm. and he did very, very well. But he's so Christian that he took all of his money, and now he's giving it to help other people. You know, they got two kids that work for his uh, church there that uh, he bought them, and they work constantly. And the car broke down, so he bought them both cars, and he gave them to the family. That's two out of six children in that family and all six children are adopted. Wow. And he does stuff like that constantly. He's just, it's, it's amazing. When he has church on Sundays, he brings out uh, ice cream trucks, uh, petting zoos, uh, uh, roller coasters, everything. It's insane. Dude, he's like he's bribing goodness out of all these kids. Is that that's how your son no, went? It's, oh, it's, dude, it's, I'm with after that. church. After church, they after church they have all these functions, and my son puts together all these functions for him with the kids. Well, how, what, how's how are they able to do all this and not being attacked by the the COVID police? You know, because they got they con- don't do that in North Carolina. You want to know why? Mm. Because there's a difference between the law in the state and a church. Well, that's that's they that's, can't that's, tell a church what to do. Well, they're doing it all over the place. They're doing it in California. They're that's the place you want to there. be. So the church is yeah. going to do whatever they want. Well, we had we had we had a pastor over here who was like, "I'm I'm gonna I'm not going to do this." We had a in Virginia there was a, a bishop who who said, "I'm going to be preaching up here and taking his mask off," and two weeks later, is dead from COVID. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I'm, I, look, I'm an usher at my church. I haven't been going, but I, I talked to my uh, my parish priest just a couple of days ago and go, you know what? I really miss it. So I'm tired of watching mass on TV. So this Sunday I'm going back to mass. I'm going back to, uh, to usher. Yeah. 11 o'clock mass yeah. at St. Catherine of Siena. So there you go. I believe that, you know, you know, the COVID numbers are way up high now, but uh, my buddy's a doctor in Baton Rouge runs the emergency room in a hospital in Baton Rouge. And he said the cases are up, mm-hmm. but people, they have so many people coming in now that don't even have symptoms and they're COVID. Mm-hmm. He goes in uh, your death rate compared to what it was now because of what they found out about the disease is that it's the death rate is much, much, much lower than 
it was ever expected now. Well, I've talked to I've talked until to he said, yeah, he said until um, uh, something comes out with the vaccine, he goes, you got 350 million people in the United States, at least 200 million are going to catch it. But your death rate's still going to be very, very low because it's like a flu now. Yeah, well, the thing of it is 60 between 30 and 60,000 people a year die of the flu in the United States. Yeah. And now, yeah. now these are all. These are all compromised people. These are the elderly, the very young, and people with uh, immunodeficiency. Uh, but that yeah. that happens there. And and look, how many people take the the flu vaccine is available every year? How many how many people actually take? It? I take it. Me and my whole family take it. You know? I have never in my life had a flu shot. Well, I've had the flu twice, and so I will take the COVID though because I got diabetes. Yeah. And uh, why you got diabetes? You know, You're I'm, skinny. I'm fat. I got diabetes. Why you got diabetes? Yeah, but I. Because I still eat the food that you eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you you work on cruise that ships. New Orleans food. You, yeah, you work on cruise ships too. So you send like you know, it's like it's it's like the 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 law of the sea that you got to get up at two in the morning and go hit the buffets again. You know. Well, well, you know, I did that when I first started on the ships, but then you know, uh, you calm down after a while. You know, because you got that. They had that free ice cream machine where you could just pour your own ice cream all day long. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you and you gain ten, fifteen pounds, and then you go, ah, uh, I'm not breathing right. Yeah. We went on one cruise, one cruise. Oh, yeah. well, I went on river cruises. I was doing Earl Long on the river cruise, but we went yeah, on one cruise. That. Yeah, we did the inside passage uh, on a Norwegian cruise line up in Alaska. So we never went out in the open sea. You know, we were inside and we saw whales, Yeah. you know, the coolest wow. thing we saw was we, we stopped. I can't remember what it was. It was a, uh, it was a little, uh, it was a hard, it was a Canadian town and we went and Maureen booked us onto this, this boat and go, what are we doing? She just shut up and get on the boat. They took us out into the middle of the harbor. And then the guy just started flinging chicken fat up in here. And they must've been and 200, whales. no whales, 200 yeah. bald eagles. Oh yeah, that's it, everywhere in Alaska. Everywhere you cool. go in Alaska is bald eagles. My two favorite places in the world to cruise or anywhere. One is Alaska, and the other one is anywhere in Europe. But I love Italy and Sicily and that area. Yeah. So you do cruises and tell funny jokes over there. You talk about you talk, you talk about you talk about uh, you talk about the Kunas who was on the People's Court who. Uh, Shut, Mister. Mr. Yeah, because Boudre. it's all Americans. Everybody speaks English. Yeah, everybody on the, on the cruise ship. You're there. You're there. Yeah. You're there to entertain. I never could get on the ships. Yeah. I never could get when I was doing stand up. I couldn't. I couldn't hook up and get on the cruises. I would. I'm wondering I, why. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody told me my stuff was too blue, and I went. I'm like every other comic. My I got my I got my stuff. And it's it's when you work it can a cruise ship. You're doing. When you work, it depends on which cruise ship you're working. When I work Royal Caribbean or something like that, you're you're very clean. But on Carnival, I love Carnival because there's no, um, they can't tell you there's there's they can't tell you what you can what you cannot say. You do three adult shows where you can say anything you want, anything. But they because they that. advertise it before you go in there mm -hmm. that it's adult show if and you don't like it you can leave. And then you do two family shows where I can have three-year-old kids walk across the stage while I'm there mm -hmm. and I'll cut up with them, you know? So I do, do two family shows and three adult shows. And how many days a year are you on the road now doing this? I have not worked a cruise. I have not worked in comedy since the COVID since May. Mm -hmm. 
No, yeah, well, before people. I was doing uh, before I was doing probably two or three ships a month. And then, and then a ship is what a week. Uh, each ship does like four to seven days. Yeah. So basically, you're you're gone three three weeks out of four. Yeah. And when yeah. you come back to Vegas, where are you work. But I'm Vegas? not married. I live. I live. I live in Vegas. Yeah. I got my own house in Vegas. Yeah. And you don't work in Vegas. You just go back there to live. Or you got a you got a gig. Yeah. No, I work in Vegas. I work Vegas. I work Brad Garrett's club oh, okay. at the MGM Grand. I work the Laugh Factory in the Tropicana. I work um, the Grand, the, and I, I, and then there's one nighters every now and then in like the Flamingo and Harris and all that area. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I gotta say I miss and it. And then I work I Reno. Oh, well, that's where you go to get divorced. So you got all your divorce jokes over there. All right, one <laughs> last thing. Okay, one last thing. It's December right. right now. It's December the first. When does your when does your tree mm-hmm. go up? When do your decorations go up? Or do you not even do it anymore because you live alone? Let me tell you, I'm gonna send you some pictures. I'll send you pictures on your phone. Uh, my stuff went up before Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. So I got two trees in my house. I got a ton of. Uh, I didn't do anything on the outside yet except a wreath on the door. Mm-hmm. But uh, my inside is like, I got a five and a half foot, looks like a real Santa Claus behind my bar. It looks like he's a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> There's a restaurant out here in Metri, uh And they, he's got, he's got one of those dancing Santas with the mouth that moves and everything. He says, I bought this for my grandkids. He goes, now I got to bring it to the restaurant because everybody wants to come over there with a party and they want Santa Claus. No, I sat him behind the bar. So he looks like he's uh, standing behind the bar. That's an important thing. <laughs> Lance Montalto, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for taking the time. We didn't break Merry too many Christmas balls. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. But it was like, it was so nice just catching up, you know? I mean, just. Tell Perry Martin, I say, hey. <laughs> I got a Perry Martin story to tell you, but I can't tell it on the air. So I'm going to <laughs> have to catch up with you later. Lance Montalto, right, if you bro. ever have a chance to see him perform, take take it. Take that opportunity. All right, man. And you and the wife, once all this is done, why don't you come and hang in Vegas for a week? Hey, don't tease me, man. I'm there. Cool. I got a house. I know. And right. with a five foot Santa, I want a I want a Tom Collins served by Santa Claus. So there you go. I'm gonna send you some pictures of it right now. Cool. Thanks, man. All right, brother. All right, bye. Merry Christmas to everybody. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is rapid urgent care. I mean you're in and out of there in forty minutes, give or take. You'll spend that much time at an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID card, your insurance card, or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center just waiting for you to call, save yourself a trip. And now Rapid Urgent Care has home visits and a mobile health unit with two complete exam rooms. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game, you can't even tailgate, so what you gonna do? Go fishing! Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on lasaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you gonna catch? Where you wanna catch it? How you wanna catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you, and to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV at the lodge at the end of the day of fishing! Sounds great? Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in, just sign up on lasaltwater.com. All right, man, that was nice, getting to reminisce with Lance Montalto. I used to run into him all the time. He and I, I mean, we actually wrote a, a, an episode of Night Court together, and it got really close to being produced. 
Lance Montalto, fun dude. You ever get a chance to, to see him, take it. Uh, thanks for joining me. I'm way over time already. Uh, you can find this Spudcast podcast on, uh, on Red Circle, on Spotify, on Google, and on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell, and the Big Teasy. And you can find me at uh, Twitter at SpudGotDat, at SpudGotDat. If you want to send me a message or you want to get on a list where I'll email you the Spudcast uh, every time I do a show, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. That's it for this week. We'll see you this Sunday coming, man. Until then, y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.